This is CBT News, the voice of the retail automotive industry. Hi everyone, Jim Fitzpatrick with CBT News and look who I have with us today, Mr. Steve Finley, <laughs> Senior Editor at Ward's Auto, one of our good friends here and uh, one of the guys that have been in around the industry longer than I have been uh, in the news <laughs> business. So uh, Steve, thank you so anybody. Much. That's right, that's right. Uh, you're not that old. But uh, Steve, thanks to you so much for joining us here on CBT News. Thank you. It's always, it's always a pleasure, Jim. Yeah, it's always a treat to have you on here. And I know our viewers get a lot out of your visit. So uh, let's kind of start thanks. in the beginning. These are these are crazy times that we're going through. And, uh, you know, COVID, COVID, COVID. And we're trying to, you know, work our way through it. What are some of the things that you hear out there in the industry? What are some of the trends and things that are happening? Well, obviously, um, online auto retailing has yeah. has gained traction that's been talked about for a number of years and tried on a, a sort of a limited basis um you know customers shopping and doing research online but now there's just about you know buying the car online um and yeah the home delivery and, yep. and all sorts of stuff like that so i think the intriguing question is whether that will stick right um or right. whether there'll be some sort of retrenchment uh, but it certainly, uh, during the days when dealerships were closed, uh, was uh, uh, just about the only thing dealers had in some That's states. Right. And even now, a lot of people, if they don't have to go to the dealership uh, because of COVID-related issues, That's right. uh, they would prefer not to. Yeah. So um, the flip side of it for dealers, though, is that that technology can be expensive, especially if you're talking about A to Z transaction. Mm -hmm. You have to have the inventory management uh, applications. You have to have uh, not just loan calculators, but you know actual loan lending, yeah. online lending uh, done uh, on the website, and um, and then the e-contracting. So we're we're talking about pretty expensive technology when you add it all up. That's now, right. my question or what I'm wondering is uh, what that might do to uh, smaller dealers, whether they'd be able to afford it uh, and whether something like this could, you know, jumpstart or give a harder push to uh, consolidation. Where yeah, that, that could be. And that, that, seems to be, that seems to be alive and well with some of the uh, brokerage companies that we talk to here at CBT News, that that seems to consolidation seems to be rolling along the buy sells or, or going wild. You would think that everything would be put on on hold, but in fact, it's not. Um, yeah, so so digital retailing, you know, we've spoken to some dealers that said, um, you know, they, they hope that the industry goes in that direction, that more people do as much as they want to and, and can online, and that they're only using the dealership for kind of confirmation and affirmation to pick their vehicle up, maybe spend, you know, 30 minutes there rather than three and a half or four hours as, as it is today. And, uh, and hopefully that if COVID leaves us with anything, it's with that new road forward, that new path forward rather in digital retailing. For the dealers I've spoken to, they've said they can spend less on marketing and less on manpower and therefore make a little bit more money per car. Yeah, you're right, Jim. Um, the original fear was that it could hurt profit margins. Right. Um, but as you say, uh, if the customers are doing a lot of the heavy lifting, yeah. Um, you know, that, that works and not just in the auto industry. That's uh, right. You know, try calling Delta up and getting an airplane <laughs> ticket. <laughs> They'll charge you for it. That's uh, right. Because That's right. they expect you to do it online. That's right. And so I think there is that expectation. One interesting thing, though, I was talking to somebody the other day about uh, what the online process has, has done, among other things, is that it's uh, pushed 
the uh, test drive to just about the back of the step uh, selling process. Isn't that crazy? It used to be like one of the first things. First things you the wanted to do, get them at a demo and drive. And it's the last. Isn't that something? Wow. It's still important. I mean, you know, you got to yeah. have that test drive usually. That's right. Uh, to, so the customer lands on the car. Sure. But it seems nowadays that, herself with the car. Yeah, it seems nowadays though, people seem to know what they want and maybe through these virtual demo drives or these virtual tours of the vehicle um, and uh, they pass a car on the road or their friend has one or they rented one or they've been in one before and they know the car and, and it, that coupled with the fact that dealers and OEMs are now offering money back guarantees if you're not happy with the car within three days or five days or seven days or what have you. So there's a little bit more of a comfortability factor in buying a car that way to say, well, I've never actually right. driven it. However, if it doesn't drive the way that I think it's going to drive, I can take it back, right? They're offering that uh, money back guarantee on the predication that not a lot of people are going to take that. That's right. <laughs> so, That's right. Um, it's not wide open. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you alluded to it. I mean, customers are different, right? I mean, there's customers that just buy the same vehicle every time That's they buy too. a vehicle. And That's so right. they don't need to test drive it or uh, check it out that thoroughly. And then other customers just are fussy. And, um, you know, the worst case scenario is you keep bringing out test uh, cars to them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, no, right. no, no. Then um, that becomes an issue if you're going like, uh, it's not so much if you're a urban dealer but if you're a rural dealer driving two hours away to for and you and meanwhile you put, and you're, yeah you're putting <laughs> miles on the car <laughs> too you know uh, yeah it's yeah. crazy so it's it's i mean things are changing before our very eyes they unwittingly are. COVID has uh, you know who would have thought a virus would, would I change I the world like this and, that's right and the economy as well that's right yeah it, uh, uh uh inventory still continues to be a challenge with the dealers that I speak to. I'm sure it is with, with the dealers you speak to as well. It seems like they're moving all their efforts if they can. If they can't close somebody on a new car because they don't have it, they try to you know put them into a late model vehicle. Have you found that to be the case as well? Yeah, well, vehicles like pickup trucks are uh, hot, hot, hot. You know, right. there's a customer waiting for them when they're coming off the transporter. Uh, now, you know, cars are a different issue. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a greater inventory on, on those. And ironically, the, the main car buyers, new car buyers, uh, well used as well, but uh, they're, they tend to be millennials and yeah. it becomes more of a cost factor than right. uh, anything else, the finance too. And then there's a group of older people that just like cars in general, but yeah. mainly it's a SUV, a CUV, a pickup truck, crazy world we live in. I know, it's incredible. Um, Yep. And, and I mean, you, you look at the domestics basically have stopped making cars. Yeah. You know, they'll make this, some performance cars like the Chevy Corvette or the, the Dodge yep. Challenger. Or, yep. Um, you know. Yeah, we, we uh, just the, did a... The Mustang. But yeah. the, the strategy used to be on the part of the automakers, you, you have your entry-level car, you get a first-time buyer yep. into that car. Yep. So you get them into the family. Yeah. And then as they're income increases that's they, right you know step up and up and, and buy more expensive cars well the automakers now or at least the domestic ones have gone straight to the people with wherewithal right? Right, exactly <laughs> they're going yeah, to the I, person not... that's buying a sixty thousand dollar pickup truck right. uh and skipping that whole initial process <laughs> and one reason is because you know brand loyalty isn't what it used to be no people i know I know. Will easily switch brands that's uh, right at, at least vehicle brands that's right that's right my father was a gm guy 
through his whole life and uh, bought a GM uh, and, and, you know, umpteen vehicles and, and 86 years later uh, had a GM when he died. And uh, therefore, you, you got it, which was interesting because when I set out, you know, to buy my first car, you know, right away, we go to a GM dealer. Right. It was like, what, what mm -hmm. are we doing? What, what are we doing here? Ah, GM's the way to go. You don't have that as much today. You're right. It just isn't that, you know. Yeah, it's that's, that's absolutely true. You do have a, a certain amount of loyalty that you see with with pickup truck owners. Yes, that's for sure. Uh, and yeah. that's when Toyota came into the market with yeah. the Tundra and then uh, uh, Nissan with the Titan. They thought they were going to do a lot of conquesting. Yes. Uh, and, and they didn't. No, and the, their main target of con conquesting was the Ram. They thought the Ram was pretty vulnerable. They figured, well, Silver, Chevy Silverado customers are, are you know pretty loyal and F-150 customers are pretty loyal. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, Ram, Ram buyers aren't, well, they've discovered Ram buyers are, you know, Ram has since gained market share. I know, they were supposed I know, it's an incredible vehicle. Years yeah. ago. Yeah, they I mean, you look at the numbers, it's like uh, GM uh, combined, uh, like with the Silverado and the GMC pickups, yeah. over 800,000. Yeah. The Ford F-150 750,000. Right. Uh, the Ram is about 600,000. And then you drop to right. 100,000 for the Tundra, That's the Toyota right. Tundra. That's right. And the Titan is in the, about 30,000 or something like yeah. that. So yeah. <laughs> guess who rules that market? Oh, I know, and there's, there's no question about like it. protects like a mama bear. That's right, that's right. And it becomes an extension of who those drivers are. You know, and it, ta it tells tells the world that they're, uh, you know, that they're either a Ram driver or a F Ford F-150, but if you're driving a Tundra, eh, it might not be a real pickup. <laughs> <laughs> It's unfortunate, but, uh, and I say that as a former Toyota dealer. Hey, what is your, uh, talk to us about, you know, where everybody wants to know, when are we going to get back to a 17 million SAR or 16.8? I know we're going into this year, 2020, everybody was screaming about 16.8 and everybody's like, that's great. We're still in the hunt. Fantastic. But when do you think things will get back to, uh, you know, get back to normal? Will it be, you know, first quarter in 2021? Will it not be until 2022 that we see, car sale yeah. back to that 16, 8, 17 million level? Yeah, it's going to take a few years. I've well, got some figures from Ward's Intelligence. They're predicting this year 13.9 uh, million, 13 which, uh, you know, doesn't sound great, but uh, yeah. it, uh, compared to what we were in March and April, and it, also it, we'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Right? And 2021, about 15.2 million. That okay. sounds okay, too. Um, you know, again, if you're comparing it from uh, five straight years of 17 plus million, incredible growth, uh, right. but the auto industry can do well at 15, oh, sure. 2 million or 15 million, but we don't expect to get back to uh, pre-virus levels until about 2023. Now, in words also, the prediction for August, which is almost over, is um, the SAR, the seasonally adjusted yeah. uh, sales rate is um, going, is uh, we predict 15.2 million and oh, that's really? the highest since february so 16.8 yeah. million wow. but it's below uh, august of 2009's uh 17.1 million so that shows you where we're at i mean uh, you yeah. know uh, i i really uh feel we have to qualify these predictions because we don't know what's going to happen if there's a, a a second coming of uh, the coronavirus. I know, I know. You know, all bets are off. That's and right. then the economy, I mean, God, look around what the, uh, this virus has done to the economy. There's going to take some real, you know, uh, 
rehabilitation and therapy to fix the economy. And, and you got to believe that's going to affect there's, there's no question about it. it. It really will be interesting to see what happens in the future. And uh, God, I could sit here and talk to you all day about the industry, Steve. I love doing it because you're such an insider and you know everything going on. Uh, I love talking to you about it, Jim, for that very reason. You're an insider and you know what's going on. I like listen to both of us, right? But, uh, <laughs> and you're a former dealer. So <laughs> you got, yeah, I, I live and breathe it. I really love the industry. And, and uh, that's why CBT News is so much fun for me. And, and, and uh, to be able to talk to dealers all over the country and see how everyone's doing. But uh, I want to thank you so much for joining us here on CBT News. Always a pleasure. And, and I know thank our you, viewers Jim. get a lot out of it. And for those of you that want to get more information about the auto industry, Ward's Auto, they've been knocking the cover off the ball for years. And uh, I know you've been reading Steve Finley's article. So <laughs> keep them coming. Yeah, come visit. Appreciate it. Ward'sAuto.com. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Thanks yep. for the plug. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why, that's why you're here, right? Everybody's, everybody's got to pay the light bill. So... So uh, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. I appreciate it too, right. Jim. You're great. Take care. Thanks for watching CBT News, the voice of the retail automotive industry. CBT Automotive Network is a part of the JBF Business Media family.